And this is Words for the Wise with your host, DeMarco Williams. Welcome back to Words for the Wise. If you don't know, now you know. My name is DeMarco Williams, and I am your host for Words for the Wise. Now, this week on Words for the Wise, I'll be discussing how to make the most of every failed opportunity. So many of you are probably wondering why I chose this topic. Well, I decided to choose this topic because for me, it hits so close to home. And I'm pretty sure for most of my audience, it's going to hit close to home also. You know, we all have failed at something in our lives, and when we fail, we feel as if we have let everyone that is depending and counting on us down. And we feel as if since we have let them down, they will no longer be there for us. And that's not always the case. You know, um, because no matter what happens, They will always be rooting for you in your best days and in your worst days. So, as some of my audience may already know, and for the new people tuning in, just want to say thank you. But I'm a security officer. But before I got the position, I took a lot of failed opportunities. Now, I've taken pay cuts among pay cuts. What do I mean by that? Um, So before I get deep into this topic this week, before I ever became a security officer, I went to college back in 2016. I stayed for about a month and a half before I dropped out due to some personal differences. You may have remembered me talking about that before, but I dropped out within a month and a half and now I owe that college some money. Not back to like student loans, but that college itself. Um, so I dropped out and I went to work. Where I stayed at that job for so long until I ended up cutting two of my fingers in the cheese grinder. I went back to work. Now, this was a mechanical cheese grinder. I went back to work and one morning, I was opening up the box. My box cutter went straight from the box into my thumb. And I couldn't get my thumb to stop bleeding. And the manager kind of caught an attitude that morning. And I walked out and quit. Now, at the same time, I was working at a family dollar store. And I was getting around 12 hours a week. So I wasn't able to make any money. So, But I stayed at a family dollar store while I worked for city maintenance. Now, I ended up leaving city maintenance and, I mean, family dollar and staying with city maintenance. Now, I could have made a career out of that, but I was in a car accident. And a little bit after that, I was let go by my job. Um, I was let go as I was cleared. So, no lawsuit there. Something that could have been avoided all the way around. Um, so I would go to Lowe's 
and I work at Lowe's maybe 25 hours a week at a pay of 10.44 an hour, highest paid job I've had for at that time, and you know, I was like, okay. And this seems good. So I went and worked at UPS during the mornings because I worked at Lowe's during the nights. Well, one day some stuff was said at Lowe's and I didn't get the help that I had requested for four hours. And I walked out after rescinding my two-week notice an hour prior. Um, I worked at UPS until my assignment ended. And then I would be jobless for a little while. Now, at around this time, my um, settlement for my car accident came through. So I really wasn't too worried about working. But I did work at IHOP for about two hours. The training desk sucks. I'm going to just be honest with you. So I left. They held no love lost against me. I still go in there and I eat. And they recognize who the hell I am. But they don't say nothing. Um, so I went to go work at Captain D's. Captain D's wasn't a bad job. It was just that prepping and trying to fry fish and um, cleaning up and washing dishes and all this and that was just too much for $8 an hour. So I left and went to Ballantyne Ford, which is a car place. I love that job, $10 an hour, and the people there are amazing. If you're ever in the Greenwood area and you need an oil change, I recommend you go to Ballantyne Ford and Toyota. If you're looking for a new car, I recommend you go there. They are the easiest people to get along with. But anyway, my job assignment out there ended, so I started working at a Dollar General. That Dollar General job did not last too long because around April, hours started getting cut. Mine was one of them that was getting cut. Um, but I was working in a plant, and I had just got a new jo- a new car, so I had a car payment now. Well, after I left Dollar General, I stayed at the um, plant. Until my assignment ended there a week after I left Dollar General. And that left me with a $200 and um, maybe about a $219, car, $225 a month car payment. Well, now that's how I get into security. I put in an application, did not think I was going to get hired, and immediately got a call. And my hire date was May 2nd, 2018. My start date was May the 4th, be with you, May 4th, 2018. So now I'm going to tell you a little bit about my story and security. And, you know, what you're going to learn from this story is I've been through a lot of ups and downs. I've had a lot of failed opportunities at this job, and uh, but I allowed it to inspire me and to motivate me. Um, 
So not only am I going to share this story with you, but I'm also going to share another story with you. But in between those stories, I will tell you some of the lessons that I learned from both experiences. So um, the first story is going to be about me and security. So like I told you before, I started my job back in May of 2018. And, you know, I, like I said, I applied to be a security officer and immediately got that job. Um, I started off strong, and my very first supervisor, around June, he put in his two-week notice, and he left. Um, so that allowed anybody and everybody that wanted that captain position to apply, me being one of them. I applied for the position, worked my ass off to prove a I am your candidate. You can depend on me. But because I was fairly new, I did not get the job. So it was handed to an individual that was older than me and has previous experience. Can't quite tell you what kind of experience he has because it's kind of um, secret, but a, he was a kick-ass boss. Me and him got along. We cut up, but to this day, me and him still hang out. We still cut up. Like I saw him not too long before he moved, and um, you know, I just want, if he's listening, I just want to say, if you out there, continue doing what you're doing. And I'm glad I got the opportunity to meet you. I'm glad that we became good friends. Um, but I had some issues and, you know, he worked with me and I worked with him to show, hey, this is how things are done. And if he had a question, we worked together. Like, that's how... That's how you do as a team. But unfortunately, due to some personal reasons, he had to leave. And that left us without a captain again. So once again, I applied along with a former co-worker. Um, she applied also. A lot of animosity became between the both of us. A lot of hostility. I remember um, after not knowing who our next captain was going to be, they brought in three individuals, and I trained those three individuals. And one of them was an older male. The other one was retired from the state of South Carolina, and another one was maybe a year older than I am. And I remember her coming down, calling me an asshole and flicking me off. But I kept my cool because the guy that retired from the state of South Carolina told me, hey, they're going to do this out to get a reaction from you. What you need to do is just stay calm and handle yourself. Just keep your composure. To this day, his words ring true with me. You know, but the older male that I have not mentioned yet. It's the guy that became the captain. 
you know, I thought that me and him was going to get along so well, but things did not quite work out that way. Um, he stayed our captain for maybe three weeks, and he was gone for a failure to adapt. His supervisor saw it along with me because um, I was the training officer. Well, I didn't have to put in for the job this time. I got it right after he was terminated. Um, so what did that mean? I applied for this job three times and three captains. Well, let's see. I applied for it in June. Applied for it after my friend left. So I applied for it twice, but I didn't get it right off the bat. But I didn't give up either. I continued to work my ass off. I continued to show them, hey, this is why you need to choose me. So when I got it, I said company history because I was the youngest supervisor ever. At only 20 years old, less than one year of security experience. But I worked my ass off. And I did it day in and day out. Now, I got up on a high horse and I felt like I was untouchable. Now, let me tell you where things went wrong. I eventually got knocked off that high horse because I got some co-workers slash employees that decided that they was going to try to test my authority and my work ethic ended up going down and my attitude changed. Like I was arguing with these people day in and day out and I couldn't keep my sanity. But they ended up leaving but in the long run I ended up getting demoted and transferred because of my work ethic and my attitude and failure to comply. So, yes, I understand that my demotion also came at my own hands, and it was for the best. It was for the best of myself. Um, now, imagine going from 1350 to 940 an hour from 40 hours a week to 36 hours a week so you're working five days a week eight hour shifts to three days a week 12 hour shifts um huge pay decrease for me and i saw this as a failure i felt like i let everybody down because i went in and i just knew that i could turn things around which I did for the most part, and I'm glad of the person that is now over security where I used to be at. Um, but what I did is I ended up putting in my two-week notice, and I left. I left the security company and went to another security company because um, I thought that I could strive and prosper there faster than I did with the company that I was originally with. Um, that did not go over so well, considering I was terminated three weeks in because of some unknown reasons that even 
I find foolish. But I went back. I called my former boss and asked him, hey, what you got for me? And he asked me what happened. I told him. And just like that, I now have a job back with that security company as a traveling security officer for the upstate of South Carolina, um, which I enjoy so much because, you know, I get to see other counties and towns of my home state. So the first lesson that I'm going to throw out to you is if you at first don't succeed, try, try again. I know some of y'all have have heard that your entire life, but that's what you have to do. You have to continue to strive. You have to continue to pursue. Now, you cannot give up the first time that you fail. If you gain anything from this story that I just told you about what I have been through so far as a security officer, I have failed. But I got back up, I dusted myself off, and I went back at it. I failed again. I got up, wiped myself off, and went back at it. Then I succeeded. Now, while I succeeded, I ended up failing again. I went somewhere else thinking I could succeed faster, and I failed again. Now I'm back in a position where I can succeed. Um, Lesson number two. Have asking on anything will lead to consequences. It's never any good that comes when you have asked at things. And lesson three, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. So if you fail at something and you see somebody else succeeding at another company or on another job, it's not always meant for you. Sometimes stay on the side where the grass looked dead because maybe the reason why the grass is green on the other side is because it's fertilized with horse manure. I'm just being dead up honest because that's what happened when I decided to go to this other security company. It was greener on the other side because it was fertilized with crap. I'm just being honest. So the next um thing I'm going to tell you about is when I ran for school board. So stick around. You don't want to miss this. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple, and it's Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. And you know, I've made this podcast my very own. I've talked about different things. And, you know, that's just what you have to do when you want to be a podcast host. You got to know how to reach your audience. And best of yet, I'm on Apple iTunes. So go to anchor.fm to start. 
And like I said, if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me in the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. All right. So as I mentioned, I'll be sharing my story about how I decided to run for school board. So if you don't know, now you're about to know. Um, I turned 21 back in February of 2019. Um, so I decided, hey, I want to make a difference in my hometown. Uh, I have a little experience in my belt. I graduated high school three years ago. Let's give it a shot. So I understood that um, my county's school board was going to have two seats that was going to be coming open. So I went to the building that I need to go to to file to run. And then I entered, I went online, did all my finance and stuff, and it's about as much work as I did when it came to campaign because I didn't campaign as much as I needed to to get my name out there. Um, so um, you know, so I decided to run, you know, fun, right? Oh, hell yeah, it's fun because everything you do is pretty much in the public. Well, when I went to run, I didn't have a clue on what I would be changing or what I would like to see changed. But I do remember being asked this these few questions. Why are you running? What do you hope to change? If you get on the school board, what do you think needs to be improved? I couldn't answer those questions when I first started. Um, You know, but as time went on, I kind of made like this, what we would call, such as in high school, a degree plan um, to see, to decide on what I want to see change things that I saw that were changing but need to be improved on, and so much more. But, you know, what's the point of answering these questions if you don't campaign, correct? It's very much correct. Like I told you before, I did not campaign, and that was my problem. When you do not campaign and you're running for an office, Who knows you? Nobody. Especially a 21-year-old male that has been pretty much hidden from society for the past three years since he has left the high school. He pops in to high school here and there. He pops in at elementary school here and there. He doesn't visit the elementary school, I mean the primary school, or the middle school just pops up in at the elementary and the high school. So who knows them? Nobody. That was my problem. 
Nobody knew me. They knew of me. Um, the only time they really heard anything about me is if I was interviewed by the Index Journal newspaper, which is my state's like newspaper, or if they came to the meet the candidate, meet and greet. Um, other than that, they didn't hear anything about me. They didn't see me. I worked the job, and on my days off, I was myself. I did not buy any um, signs and put out. I didn't do any of that. So what does it do? It kind of it makes you feel as um, I'm going to use this line from Jeff Hardy, WWE wrestler when he was Brother Nero. I'll fade away and classify myself as obsolete. That's what I did when I wasn't in the newspaper or when I wasn't at the meeting group. I was pretty much obsolete. Um, a week after the meeting group was the election, a week and a day to be exact was the day of the election. I did not go up there first thing in the morning. I went after everything kind of calmed down around 10 o'clock. So I missed out on a chance to campaign and ask people to vote for me. Um, needless to say, I lost by a landslide. I got less than 3% of the vote. But hey, what did this teach me? Um, this experience, because it was my first, taught me a very good learning experience. That if you want to go out there and see things change and you want to be part of that change, you have to put your foot, your best foot forward. And you have to go in like all in. You cannot go in partially. You cannot go in 50%, 80%, 70, 60, 40, 30, 20, 10, or no percent at all. You have to go in at 100%. And then you have to give it another 100%. So altogether, you have to put 200% into this if you expect to get noticed. Another thing that it showed me was, A, I have another opportunity in 2020. Um, so with that being said, I decided, A, I didn't get it in 2019. For the 1920 school year, but hey, I'm gonna go back after the 1920 school year. I'm gonna run again and I'm gonna give it the best that I got. I'm going to campaign with my best foot forward. So I plan on working harder, I plan on making things known and a lot more stuff. So, what can you learn from failure? That's what's coming up next. What can we learn from failure? Failure can teach you a lot of things. It can teach you how to be strong, patient, and it also teaches us how to be humble. The reason why I say that is, no matter how high you get or how successful you get, 
in just a matter of time, it can all be taken away from you. Failure hits everyone. Always remember that. We think as humans that um, failure is the end for us, but actually failure is what helps us become more mature. It's what helps us to grow. And, you know, it's what helps motivate you every step of the way. Just because you fail does not mean that it is the end of the road for you. We have to take that failure that we have had in our left hand, put it in our right hand, make something out of it. I don't care how bad you may have failed at something. It's always good that can come from it. You failed at something. Okay, don't quit at it. Get up, get back on your feet, dust yourself off because you are a warrior. You got this. I believe in you. And what does that What does that mean? And that means, hey, if you need some motivation, you can reach out to me. You need someone to talk to, you can reach out to me. That goes for anybody out there that's listening to this podcast. Because failure cannot stop you. The only person standing in your way of keeping you from succeeding is yourself. Nobody can stop you. Nobody can tell you that you can't do it. They're going to tell you, but that shouldn't dictate if you will or won't. Only you can stop you. You're your biggest enemy. Always remember that. Nobody thinks a friend of mine, Mr. Brandon McCrite, told me, no one thinks about you as much as you do. Nobody cares about you as much as you do. So when you think that these people out here, they're telling telling you that you cannot do this, actually care or think about you as much as you think they do? No, you're just thinking that yourself. Nobody thinks about you more than you do. We're all conceited. But the thing is, failure is going to happen every step of the way. It is our duty, our responsibility to decide, are we going to allow it to keep us from moving forward? Or are we going to take that failure that is just a grain of sand and turn it into a diamond? In the rough. Remember, each one of us are a diamond in the rough. It takes failure to turn that diamond in the rough to turn it into a diamond. Because you're not going to be successful until you've fallen flat on your ass a few times. Always remember that. Before there's success, there is failure. So, that will bring us to the end of this week's podcast. But I want you to remember, there is no success without failure. I want to thank everyone that has tuned in to this week's Words for the Wise with your host, DeMarco Williams. I just want to thank all of y'all for supporting me, whether 
by sharing my podcast or just giving me insight or actually supporting my podcast by giving and help and monetary value. Um, as some of y'all may know, season two is getting ready to come to an end. And around my last episode, I will be letting you know if there's a season, if there's going to be a season three. Um, I just want to thank everyone that has helped me reach the amazing goal of me now having over 800 listeners. So with that being said, my name is DeMarco Williams. If you don't know, now you know. This is Words for the Wise. This is not goodbye, but this is until next time. Peace.